spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Friday, the Valley of the Sun. That's true, right? Because China is spying on us, Gatos. I'm looking at that damn balloon right uh, now. It's unbelievable. It's a giant spy balloon, and it's over Montana. When do you think people will start shooting at it? Oh, there! Have you not seen that? Have you not? If you go on TikTok, there are people that are shooting at it now. Listen, you can't go on TikTok, man. That's from China. That's the whole point. They're trying to find out where you are. What did Geraldo just tweet? Everybody go out and moon it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Geraldo. Yeah, everybody in Montana should moon it. That doesn't help anything. It helps everything. Okay. Uh, let's see. We got a kind of, I think this has been going on a little while. It's called a buddy class. Did your son Jack ever have a buddy class? He, uh, kind of during COVID. Oh. Because his school was set up in such a way that the kids could go there Mm -hmm. without the teachers. Okay. And there would be some older, I guess, high school kids in there to help them. And if, if I'm correct, I believe it was older high school kids and junior highers that would help them along with some teacher's aides. So I, I, I've never really heard of it. Maybe it's happening here. I, I don't know. I've never really heard of it. Buddy classes. Could that help your kid learn? Well, for more than 15 years, Twin Peaks K through 8 school has been creating a more caring school community by bridging the gap between older and younger students. Nine on your side's Kenny Dar shows us how, despite an age gap, these students can still work together to create a positive environment for everyone. So I don't know what that that sounds like a bunch of crap to me, but. I'm just wondering. Well, they've been doing it for a while, so this is not new. No, it's not new, but I haven't really heard of it. Here's the example. Uh, a fifth grader is going to sit and help a second grader read. Yeah. Well, so so you take we used fifth- to call that a tutor. Well, a fifth grader tutoring a second grader? Yeah, you know, what if you get a fifth grader who doesn't know how to read very, very well, and then it goes with your, with your second grader, and then they're like... When I was a kid growing up, we had high school kids that would, hey, can you help tutor me on, on this, that, and the other? You okay. know, and, you know, didn't you have that at school where you'd ask somebody who was maybe better at, well, whatever we did, well, a remedial, everybody was better. remedial English? <laughs> hey, can you help me with remedial English? <laughs> Makes me feel really good because I feel like... Oh, this kid is so cute, Becky oh, Lynn. I love I loved these kids. Mm, mm, mm. Listening. Makes me feel really good because I feel like I need to help somebody and it makes me feel really happy. Meet Hermione Luce, a fifth grader at Twin Peaks K through 8. Oh, that was the fifth She's grader. been a part of the buddy program since kindergarten. At first, you don't know who your buddy's going to be, so you're like, I don't know what they like or anything. But then it gets really fun. I would have loved this if I was the fifth grader. I would have taken the second grader's, you know, lunch money. It would have been awesome. That's an easy yeah. way to You get tutored for free, kids. Right. But you know what? <laughs> so my little uh, my little brother's, the so Oxford Academy by my mother's school is a school that is one of the top two or three schools every single year for the last umpteen years. Right. And... In the country, and like like ninety eight percent of their kids go on to college. It's ridiculous. They do go and tutor other kids in other schools to help them uh, with their classes. Because why? Because they'd love it. No, because it looks great on their resume. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Students in the program meet several times each semester to engage in fun activities while making new friends. If you're friends with somebody, they're going to help you if you help them. Building that sense of community, something second grade teacher Nicole Beals says will only help them as they grow. They learn how to just get to know someone else. It's really important for their future. I think that every class should have a buddy. It just helps everybody. 
Okay. Oh, we think you should have a buddy that helps everybody. Obviously, that wasn't good English. <laughs> <laughs> now you're critiquing the English. Did well, you sound like that in the fifth grade? I, it's what I thought. I thought that was the little kid. I did too. Yeah. I mean, just kind of strange. I wasn't yeah, expecting that. Is, cool. does this, is this really, you know, a big deal? Does it help? Uh, I, I almost think it's like it forces kids to talk. It, it forces the older kids to talk to the younger kids, the younger kids to talk to the... Because you'd never... Oh, the, the scary fifth graders, we don't go by, we that don't go anywhere near them. That might be something right there, too, that's yeah. a good thing, that it forces these kids to interact with other children. And it cut, maybe it cuts down on bullying. I like it. I think it's a great idea. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... it's I do. If, and if it helps, they've been doing it for 15 years, yeah. so obviously they think it works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, earlier today, we were talking to uh, Griselda Zatino, KTAR news reporter. She's got this uh, big, uh, bougie... Bougie. Uh, ...education series. Super bougie. And we've had her on just about every day, and it's about chronic absence rate in Arizona. What is it? 22% of kids are chronically absent yep. in the state of uh, Arizona. So what we're talking about today is what some school districts are doing. I, I, I just... I know it's like a, a three-tier approach, and they keep a track of uh, uh, attendance and teachers. part of their job now to find out why the children aren't in school. Let's give teachers more to do, by the way. I don't know why we just don't take the hard stance. If you miss a certain amount of school, and we'll put it in days. It used to be that way. You're not going to graduate. Or how about this? You go to summer school, and then you don't show up for that. By the way, it not only did it used to be you didn't graduate, there was a time when if you missed a certain amount of school, you got to... At your door, and they were asking the parents, why isn't your kid in school? Correct. Yeah. And so it's not because kids are cutting class or there's well, so some many, of it may be that. Well, it could be, definitely. And parents might not know, but there's there's a, a, a ton of different reasons why kids are chronically absent. Uh, they can't get a ride to school. They're taking care of a younger really sibling. They can't get a ride. Unless you're living far away from school. Like I'll give you an example. Away. Both parents are working early in the morning. They're working overnight shifts. I don't know. Uh, they cannot... I, the, the, we, there was an example just the other day. Uh, there was uh, a dad and two, I think, two two young girls. Yeah, his stepkids. Yeah, and they lost. A mom had passed away. And he said, and I believe the quote was something like, my work schedule doesn't allow me to take these children to school. And at that point, you're well, I don't know how old the kids are, but you can't just leave the kids at home. No. Well, that's so, the other side of things. What are you going to do with the kids? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I can't get you guys to school. So you're five and seven. You guys will have to stay home by yourself. No, it's very dangerous. So there, you know, I mean, obviously there's there's questions, but I think some of it people use for convenience. Some of it is maybe kids do do uh, skip school. Some of the older ones. Uh, Some of it is maybe they have to stay home and take care of their younger siblings. They have to go to work if they're in high school to help the family. Right. Right. Those things I can kind of understand. I wonder how much of the 22% are kids that are just cutting and their parents don't know. Ooh, especially, because I would like to get the breakdown. This is what we should ask Griselda. Maybe when I wander back, I'll ask her. Yeah. What's the breakdown? Like, is high school 34% and elementary school like 5%? Right. That's, that's something I think. Because if you're in high know. school, you should be able to at least get a ride. Yeah. A lot of the kids are probably going to be in your school, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's okay. Unless it's far away. I mean, you know, if you're junior high, you should be able to ride your bike there, right? Could. You know, could, yeah. you should be able to walk. It's two miles. I got to walk. Well, I you see. You know, it. those I stories see. when we were kids growing up, how many times did your grandfather and father walk to school up, up the hill twice mm. in snow to get to school? I still see a lot of kids walking to school. Yeah. Um, you know, it just depends on how long the walk is. Exactly. Uh, some kids do ride their bike to school. That's true, too. 
Uh, but you know, I don't know. Some kids might live, you know, too far away to do it. I, I don't know. That's yeah. That and 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 some of that too, especially if you're in a school like like you know now that you can kind of pick and choose your schools. Maybe you started going to school pre-COVID, and it was easy to get them there. COVID changed everything, and now like for us, our girls. It's a 30-minute drive, 25, 30-minute drive. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so they're not riding It's only a mile away. We just drive in circles for 24 minutes. (laughs) You do not. (laughs) All right. uh, Get more from uh, Griselda Satino uh, in this uh, great uh, uh, reporting. KTAR.com. I know Becky Lynn's going to have it in her 5 o'clock uh, expansion KTR and again at six. Expansion. Uh, Becky Lynn has all these shows. I can't. Six o'clock too. She's okay. very popular. Most right. the youth of America. Coming Very up next. <laughs> so wait until you hear uh, China's ridiculous excuse for sending a massive balloon China! over the continental United States. Just research. We'll talk about it next on the Gatos and Chad Show. Chad, I'm looking out the window to see if I can see that giant Chinese balloon. How's that going? I haven't seen it yet. I know it's over Just Montana. looking at you. You haven't seen it, but it's seen you. <laughs> it's fine. China! But that's only because it thinks you're weather. It was spotted uh, over Montana, and uh, I just hope people don't start shooting at it, because... Well, why the hell not? We're not doing anything in the government. I got so. no problem with that. Does uh, anybody have any problem with that? Joining us now is our friend from Alex Stone, ABC News. He's uh, covering this story. Uh, Alex, where where is that damn thing now? It's on your bingo card for 2023? <laughs> no, it's Chinese, not. Chinese uh, uh, spy balloon floating over. Nothing surprises me anymore. Um, yeah, and shooting at it, it's 11 miles up. Uh, good <laughs> luck with that. Um, yeah, so right now we know, uh, based on uh, people seeing it on the ground and air traffic control, that uh, it's over Missouri, Kansas City, that area, um, as it's been on the the move today, and that's the thing. It doesn't have a transponder on it. That's when you go to a uh, a tracking site like Flight Radar, one of the other ones. You see planes. That's not real radar. That is uh, transponders on board the aircraft, pinging out their location and altitude and everything else, and then it puts it on the map. This doesn't have that on board. Um, there were some folks who thought that they were tracking it earlier today on the tracking sites. That was a different. Balloon, a U.S. balloon, science balloon that does have a transponder, um, and wasn't that one going over Oklahoma and then into Alabama? So if you were tracking that one, that was not this balloon. Um, so it comes a lot from people who see it. And today, pilots are the ones reporting it in. We just got this audio from liveatc.net to, into Kansas City Center uh, in that area. Delta reporting it in. Delta seven seven three checking in three two zero eyes on an object at our two o'clock. United reported it in. A bunch of them did. And the American Airlines captain, he had an interesting report saying uh, it's not where you think it is. Yes, sir. Uh, that object that we're talking about that was at our three o'clock about a minute and a half ago, I saw the captain saw it dive about 20,000 feet seconds and then it was below us. That's what it appears now and to our 4 o'clock position. And then others were saying they saw it at about 50,000 feet. The military had said it was at 60,000 feet. So, I mean, there's a potential threat there uh, if it's bouncing around airliners. But oh. um, China is trying to say this was an air and weather balloon and nothing more that it got away yeah. from them. But the, yeah. the Pentagon saying bull. That uh, that this is very much a spy balloon um, doesn't only move with the wind. China can apparently control it a bit, mostly with the wind, but that they can uh, maneuver it. Uh, and they believe the payload on it is all spy equipment. And today, at the Pentagon, they're saying we are aware of the PRC's statement. Um, however, the fact is, uh, we know that it's a surveillance balloon, uh, and I'm not going to be able to be more specific than that. Brigadier General Pat Ryder there said this thing is absolutely huge, about three buses in size. 
is. Yeah. And that is why, from the ground, people can easily see it. You know, you think of when an airliner goes over and they're at 36,000 feet. Oftentimes, you can't even see it. You may hear it, but you can't see it. This thing is 25,000 feet above where airliners are, 20,000 feet. And it's clearly visible, like a tiny moon up there. <laughs> um, hanging over Montana, where a lot of the, the nuclear silos are. F-22s were launched in case they got the order to shoot it down. That was not given. The military saying that they have advised the president not to shoot it down uh, because they don't believe China can get much out of this. They can't get from satellites that are overhead that we know are are watching us. Um, And that shooting it down at 60,000 feet, debris will rain over several hundred miles. And they fear that uh, that they'll, one, lose the payload crashing into the ground, but two, that uh, that it may hit somebody, may kill them. So they have made that decision not to shoot it down. But there are a lot of people on both sides saying, shoot this thing down. The, just the symbolism, even if China can't do much with it, symbolism of them being able to fly this thing in our airspace and we don't do anything. We are told now one of the options that is being looked at is wait for it to go out to the Atlantic. It's heading that way. Then shoot it down off the coast so then they can go and retrieve the payload and study it. But they got to be careful more than 12 miles off the coast. And then it's an international uh, incident at that point. We don't have the authority to do it, but they want it far enough off the coast to not rain down on land. So they're going to have to be very careful if that's what they do. But uh, we're told that's one scenario they're looking at doing right now. All right. Alex Stone, ABC News. Thanks, man, for the update. You got it. Thanks, guys. That what a joke. We are an absolute joke. The thing is now cruising around. We know what it is. We call BS on it. Yeah. And it's now moving around where they can see it with the naked eye and it's flying. And if that Delta, thing- United, and American pilots are now talking about seeing it with the naked eye. What an absolute joke. But Chad, what do you, nothing. But what do you do if you shoot it down and then because and then and then the pieces come down and they land in a house. I just don't know, man. So if it's well, if that's the way you feel, if I'm China and I feel that way, why don't I just fly stuff over here and just get as close as possible around stuff? Because you're afraid to shoot us down because you could land on a house. Yeah. And what did you? How long are we? Where's the? Well, how about this? It goes down and then a plane has to maneuver around it and something happens there. Right. What do? When, when is it okay to do it? So is this the rule now? You just told everybody, well, if you're 60,000 feet or 50,000 feet in the air, float over America because they won't do anything because stuff could land on people. I think we've got to figure out why do we want to shoot it down? We, we want to shoot it down so we don't look pathetic and weak. That's a good reason that, to shoot it down. One of the reasons, absolutely. But then the other thing is, well, what if you do explode the thing and it does come down and it kills Americans? Then how, do, then how does America look? How, then how does Biden look? He shot it down and killed people. And, and in, the, in the result, it killed but people. But you had a chance to shoot it down and a place where there was virtually nobody, oh, and Montana. you give people right. opportunities yeah. to go, guys, we're going to shoot this down today, we're going to let everybody know, we're going to track it all the way down, we're going to do everything we can to let people know exactly what's going it's on. unbelievable. And people can go outside and look at it come down. It's unbelievable. But now that I know that all I have to do is put a balloon 40 or 50,000 feet in the air and I can spy on you because you won't shoot it down, well, you just told everybody what you won't that's do. It's unreal. All right, we'll keep, we'll keep our eye on the big balloon that's up in the air that we're doing nothing about, and it's from China. Somebody scramble the Goodyear. The Goodyear blimp? blimp? Absolutely. Let's do it. I we think some, it's We true. need some stuff going on now. Coming up next. Coming up. Something we like to call holding up the headlines. Snark time. Uh, we're going to be snarky as we interrupt Becky Lynn as she reads her newscast at 3.30. Stick around. Arizona's news station. News station. 
KTAR on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up the headlines. Try not to be so snarky. I will try, but I can't guarantee. Here's Becky Lynn. Well, you heard it here live and exclusively on KTAR today. It is only used for legitimate law enforcement purposes. As uh, that Arizona is going to continue monitoring money transfers into and out of the state under Attorney General Chris Mays. And Mays today was defending the program on the Mike Broomhead show. It is very effective in helping law enforcement agencies, including mine, combat sex trafficking, human trafficking, but especially going after the cartels and drug trafficking. Mays is open to possible reforms, including restricting who has access to the database. Critics call the program an invasion of privacy. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. I, I don't know if the program works, but if it if it does crack down on the cartels, what if it does crack down uh, on sex trafficking? Are we willing to give up a little privacy for that? No. That's the question. No. No. And, I, I, because, and I, because you know what? It, it goes back to the you get to based on uh, we're doing this for the good of the people. We should be able to look at all of your stuff. So you're opening Pandora's box. You're entering Pandora's box. And, you know, it's it's that it's that old adage, right? You know, those of you who are willing to give up a little safety for, you know, kind of comfort deserve neither of it, you know. Mm. And so I, I just I because I don't trust. No offense. They've not given us reasons to trust. No. Holding up the headlines. KTAR eyes on the economy. Arizona towns and cities feel the state legislature might be a bit short-sighted with a recent proposal to cut food and grocery taxes. Tom Belshi of the League of Arizona Cities and Towns tells the Mike Broomhead Show that he feels the short-term solution would hurt small towns in the long term. All of those things that cities and towns provide, it leaves them limited ways to get that tax revenue that they need to provide those services. Belshi adds cities and towns rely on the food Food tax to sustain public services like water and sewer, parks and recreation, public safety, and more. How many times do we talk about this? You, it sounds great, right? We're just going to get rid of this tax. Well, guess what? That tax pays for a lot of stuff. No, everybody wants services. Everybody wants to pay teachers more. Everybody wants all this stuff. Nobody wants to be taxed. So getting rid of this, like I said, short term, feel good, long term, unintended consequences come back and bite you in the butt. We're holding up the headlines. A U.S. official says the decision has been made to postpone Secretary of State Antony Blinken's planned trip to China. This comes in the wake China. of the discovery of a Chinese surveillance balloon flying over the U.S., and the U.S. is tracking it. U.S. officials saying that they are monitoring the path of this balloon closely, um, that right now it does not pose a risk. But if that calculus changes, that they are keeping all options. President Biden decided to agree with the senior military officials and advisors that shooting it down would pose a risk to the uh, of a civilian population on the ground, basically because at 60,000 feet, when you have something as large as three buses, and we're talking about the payload uh, of that balloon as being the size of three buses, well, you're not going to be able to predict accurately where it's going to land, even in a sparsely populated area like Montana. ABC News senior Pentagon correspondent Louis Martinez. So the Secretary of State was supposed to go to China, and now we have uh, delayed it. Why? Why? It's a great time to go. Go and ask them what the heck they're doing with a balloon over our airspace. 
base. Why Why are you not going to go? Why are you postponing I, it? I love the postponing it. it. Really? Yeah, and the reason is simple. You're They're angry. They want to get us over there in front of them so they can say, you're doing stuff in the Philippines. You're doing these kind of things. Look what your general said. Uh, and, and we don't like that. And we're open for business again. We want to show the world this. You just said, no, sorry, this is a bridge too far. We need to, we should have shot that thing down the minute it got into Alaskan airspace. And here we are now playing a game with this and looking like idiots. Yeah, but we didn't shoot it down. No, we didn't. We're allowing it to, to you know, just cruise across America. And now it looks like we're running <laughs> we're away across America from, uh, uh, you know, a, a meeting with Anity Blinken. Our Secretary of State. Well, we're not running away. Well, that's what they're it the ones. Like. No, no, you kidding? Why would I go there now? I don't need to talk to you. I see where you guys are going with this. Mm. We'll continue to push in, uh, you know, throughout the, the the seas over there in Asia, and you guys can continue to do your stuff. We're holding up the headlines. All eyes on Arizona. Down to the big game. Okay, so last night, representatives from dozens of local businesses, as well as the NFL, gathered to celebrate a program connecting local businesses with the big game. The NFL's Business Connect program includes over 200 diverse local businesses. Essentially everything and anything that goes into putting on an event. Decor, food and beverage, janitorial needs. And Jenny Patel with the Arizona Super Bowl host committee says besides opportunities to provide services for the big game and events surrounding it, these businesses got resources that will help them in the future. Over the last 12 months we've put them through professional development workshops. We introduced them to the NFL vendors. We taught them the importance of building a digital brand so they can be successful once Super Bowl has left. Luke Forstner, KTAR News. I'm really more excited about the Puppy Bowl uh, this year. <laughs> Is the Puppy Bowl here? Do they, are the vendors going to get uh, how to maneuver around the Puppy Bowl? I'm more excited about what type of wing I'm going to eat on that Sunday because I'm going to have about 14, 15 of those things. It's right. going to be fantastic. I get all the other stuff that, that Luke talked about. We're holding up the headlines. There's something new on display at a British museum that was found by a cafe owner. And ABC's Will Gans reports this has been called the Holy Grail of metal detector finds. Charlie Clark says he screamed like a schoolgirl when he found the necklace. It all happened very quickly, about 20 minutes. And um, got a signal. Charlie digging about a foot into the dirt to unearth the heart-shaped pendant. The gold work even then stood out. According to the British Museum, nothing of this size nor importance from the Renaissance period has been found in the UK for more than a quarter of a century. The cup from the 8th century worth upwards of $7 million. And the cafe owner says he's only been playing around with a metal detector for about six oh. months when he made that discovery. Oh. So for those of you who don't know what that is, you used to see the nerve out there and they'd be wandering around with their cargo shorts, their bad hats, and yeah. they'd have that yeah. on a beach. This you guy, still see it on a beach a yeah, lot. Uh, yes. Guys in sandals and socks mm-hmm. and you're like, what's wrong with it? Why are you wearing a long sleeve shirt at a beach, you <laughs> buffoon? <laughs> this guy fans a $7 million cup. So, do you, how do you, what do you do with that? Can you sell it for $7 million? Do you auction it's, it off? Is it his property? I, yeah. I mean, I get. Well, it's in this museum now. Okay, it's from the Renaissance period. Well, then he didn't get anything for well, it. I'm sure they must have. That's the thing I was thinking today. Like, okay, I found it. Finders keepers. Right. I'm yeah. sorry that somebody left this here three thousand years ago. Right. It ain't my problem. Yeah, I don't need it to be in a museum. I need it to be in my pocket. Yeah, <laughs> get it over want... to, or do you donate it and no. you know for a while and no, then I'm sell gonna be it? Selfish. I'm yeah, gonna sell I'm it. Selling it. Too. I'm selling it for millions of dollars. And you know what I'm doing with that cafe? I'm 
I'm closing it. I'm going to a beach. Yeah. Taking with my, the metal detectors. With the metal oh, detectors. Worked once. Let's see if we do it again. Absolutely. All right. That is holding up the headlines every day at 3.30. Uh, we interrupt uh, Becky Lynn reading the news. It's brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley's HigherPrice.com. Up next, job numbers are, they're huge. Huge. Is that good or bad? Next. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, we're tracking the Chinese spy balloon. It has left Montana, and it has moved on. We'll tell you, we'll tell you which state it's over now. What kind of adventure is this big balloon on? Before we get to that, I'm getting a lot of heat online. I don't know if you've seen this. You're getting some heat online. I'm getting a lot of heat on the of social the media. Stuff? That I that I hate the Eagles? Yeah. And it, no, no, no. I guess, you know, we had Alex Stone on earlier today from ABC News, yeah. and he was giving us the latest about uh, uh, China and the massive balloon. And apparently, I, inter- I, 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 did the, I screwed the intro up. Did you notice when it happened live? No. Okay, so... But here- I don't pay attention. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so here's my intro to you Alex. You were talking to me, right? <laughs> here... Here's here. This really happened. I thought it was somebody edited it to goof, but it's not. So here's how I introduced Alex Stone from ABC News. This is a Gatos beauty. This is a highlight. Here we go. Roll it. Joining us now is our friend from Alex Stone, ABC News. He's uh, covering this story. (laughs) How did you not notice that? Again, I don't pay attention. Let's play it again. Joining us now is our friend from Alex Stone. Oh my gosh, I can't on our Twitter. I can't believe I did that. Tag Alex Stone in it. That's fantastic. Tag ABC News in it. Joining us now is our friend from Alex Stone, ABC News. He's uh, covering this story. And you didn't I think even... what you meant to say, joining us now is our friend Alex Stone from ABC News. I know that's you what I I know that. And, or you could have said, joining us from ABC News is Alex Stone. I understand. Or I know. you could have just not said anything. <laughs> That is the dumbest intro I've ever heard on the radio, and I did it. So thanks, everybody, for letting me know. That's good. All right, don't play it anymore. Joining us now is our friend from Alex Stone, ABC News. He's uh, covering this story. (laughs) amazing. Fantastic, people. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, Job numbers through the roof, guys. 515 plus 517,000. They'll probably revise it up in the next couple of weeks. Well, I might have to be looking for a job after that intro. <laughs> yes, yes. So, <laughs> in another uh, profession. It was up. They're expecting like maybe 185, 200,000, something like that. It's this is insane. And that means raising rates again. And instead of doing maybe a quarter bump, maybe another half point mm. because. The you know that's why the the market was down today. People are nervous, but we go back to there's still jobs available in some areas. What jobs were created? Were they fifteen, eighteen, twenty dollar an hour jobs? Were they sixty, seventy thousand dollar a year jobs? What will we know? We get a breakdown. We get a little bit of a breakdown. It was across the board, a lot of different places, even some in tech, mm. but a lot of things. The hospitality business side of it grew tremendously. Sure. Yeah, uh, as did some of the uh, you know side when it comes to things like. Uh, 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 you know, working with your hands, everything from HVAC, you know, the, those kind of things grew. Some stuff in tech, but not those. It's the mid-level management jobs, man. You got to watch out for those. Like we said yesterday, if, you, if you've if you got 25 people and seven managers, you're a manager, you better be going, uh-oh. Hmm. How do you think Biden's done on job creation? Well, his jobs, you got, look at this, is insane. It's pretty good. Yeah, you know. Does it have anything to do with, I always say, does it have anything to do with the person in charge, whether you're Republican or Democrat? Well, or I mean, you're going to get blamed for it, so it doesn't really matter, right? Here's the thing. You're steering the ship. 
So uh, that was my always my frustration with Obama. You can look back at Obama. Obama, he could have done so much better with the economy, but you know he didn't. He didn't. He 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 could have. He never took the restrictor plate off when it came to that. Where you know Biden and a lot of this had to do with COVID. You know some of this job creation because you people got to come back to work. But it's just interesting because we have this weird thing where. People are worried about their $70,000 a year job, but there's going to be a $45,000 a year job ready for them tomorrow mm. if they want it. Yeah. You know, I said LinkedIn is the new tender, right? Because it's if you're not happy, you can go online and get 20, you know, job interviews in the next week. And find another job. Yeah. yeah. There might be a better job next to the next one. The next one might be better. So uh, the, the Fed cracking down, interest rates gone up a little bit. And they're going to probably have to raise them again. They're trying to slow down uh, inflation. Uh, gas prices, well, I mean, goodness, they were so bad last year. It's like we look at it now and we're like, hey, I'll take it. And I know that's not what we should think. Home prices in the Valley. They're still, I mean, what was it? They're they're coming down, but they're still extremely high. If you bought three years ago, no. well, they're coming down from a high of 470 or 500. We're almost at 500, the median home price in Maricopa County. And if it comes down to 400 and you bought it for two, you're still sitting pretty. Yeah, you're still sitting And you're sitting not pretty. going anywhere because you got a 3% interest rate. Yep. All right. The job numbers, they Jobs. were big. Uh, let's see. Coming up next. Coming up. It's the biggest story. Um, this uh, spy balloon. Yeah. That's adventuring across uh, America. It will tell you where it's hovering now. It's not Montana anymore. And are people in airplanes now seeing it? What? Stick around. It's the Gatos and Chat Show.